Coming up this week, changes are coming to Downtown Disney. A new guided tour aimed at train enthusiasts is set to debut soon at Disneyland Park, and the Convention Center expansion nears completion. Plus later, Mary Jo takes a day six trip to the Los Angeles Zoo. All that next. From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition, episode 695, for the week of August 6th, 2017. The Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan the perfect Disneyland vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello everyone and welcome to the show. I am your host, Tom Bell, and I'm joined by my good friends, Nancy Johnson. Hey! Mary Jo Malata-Willie. Hello. Michael Bowling. Hey there, hi there, ho there. And Tony Spatel. Hello. Oh my goodness, it's great to be back uh, home for a couple days. And well, not really because I went to Disneyland in between, but it's great to be back, have the whole team here, and be back to normal after a wonderful vacation. Um, hello to our friends listening live on Mixler. Thanks for popping in. Uh, if you want to listen live, we're live every Sunday evening at 7 p.m. Pacific. Head over to Mixler.com, M-I-X-L-R.com, to listen and chat live. Ah, oh, my goodness. Lots of, lots of stuff in housekeeping, I'm sure. Uh, I want to couple, cover a couple things. Uh, we talked about MaxPass a couple weeks ago. I finally got to try it. Um, I didn't try it well because I got to the park late. Um, but I did experience what happens when a ride goes down while your fast pass is, uh, while you're fa- during your fast pass time. Automagically, your fast mm. pass, your, your max pass switches to a, what it's called, multiple experiences. So then you, you can use that particular max, max pass on anything, any, any fast pass attraction instead of just the attraction that it, that, um, you had the max pass on and you can use it at any time from and it'll say from 320 on or something like that so you're able to use it all Muting. the time <laughs> what a nice option yeah it's kind of cool so and yeah, I was I was talking about on the show we had a, a max pass for a fast pass for haunted mansion and we missed it cuz we were waiting waiting on the train but luckily quote unquote unquote luckily um uh, our, the Haunted Mansion had gone down during that time period. So it automatically switched to anything. So we got over to where, you know, finally got off the train and we were getting ready to w- ride Haunted Mansion. Um, and, but instead of using the, that particular fast pass, there was a Haunted Mansion fast pass available in like 10 minutes. So we used Haunted Man, we made a new one for Haunted Mansion and saved the other one for later. But. So you got to kind of be, um, and yeah, it is only for that specific park. So you can't you can't use it for another attraction. And Dina's saying in the in the chat room that it, you can't use it for Space Mountain. Um, and we we weren't told that on after after one of the attractions went down because it was Space Mountain. But anyway, um, what else was we going to talk about? Oh, uh, and. I was in the parks, and, and Nancy was in the parks, too, and we ran into a ton mm-hmm. of Dizzers this weekend. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So some of them from coming... From everywhere. Yeah, some coming back from the Alaska the Alaska cruise with John and Kevin of the Orlando team. Uh, I saw the Rays, and you saw... Who did you see? Um, um, I saw the Moffats. Okay, cool. So it's, it's always fun to run into people and, you know... Yep, and I ran hello. into John on the... Um, John is a listener. We met at D23, and I ran into him. I was sitting on the train with Dina, and and he all of a sudden scared the crap out of me. (laughs) He's like, hi! I'm like, oh my god! (laughs) And my daughter even recognized him Uh from there. So that was fun. Now, um, I I rode the train. Has anybody else ridden the train or any of the the watercraft yet? Yes, I read the train. I read the train. You I read, read train. it. You read it. Cool. I read the train. I read it, and then I wrote it. Oh, good. And good. can I'll, I'll just tell you my point. I did it today for the show, and um, 
I waited 35 minutes for it, mm-hmm. and I have to say, it was worth waiting for. First of all, Isn't I got a, I got an outward-facing train, so that okay. was exciting. But yep. the new additions are amazing, but the little, like, S part, I just want to go on that the whole time. Like, I feel like I'm on a little train. Oh, on... where it turns left for the first time? Yeah, that was so exciting. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was so exciting. But um, and and the 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 waterfall and all like I felt like yeah. I was on a toy train car. Like if I would have made, I just I loved it, and maybe just because it's, you know, usually I would go on it just to like chill and relax. Yeah. But to actually mm-hmm. see it, it was really I really loved it. What station oh, did yeah. you board? Uh, I boarded at um, whatever uh, Main Street, just because I Street. walked right in and got in line. Because I was afraid. I started walking. I went, no, because nobody's going to get off. And then I'm going to be yeah. stuck. So. Yeah. Oh, and um, can I say that I talked to the conductor at Main Street. And he said that for the first several months, they won't be opening the hot seat on the tender. Oh, get to know. So, yeah. so Explain you, that, Nancy, for people maybe, who don't know. Uh, maybe in the fall. So, okay, right behind the engine on two of the trains is a little coal hopper coal tender type car and it has a two-person seat where you can actually at the main street um the main street station you can ask if you can sit um and you chat with the engineers as you're going around it's really fun and really cool and um you know it's something pretty darn special and Sure enough, um, they are not opening it because of the enthusiasm yeah, and excitement. Yeah. Did but you know what? Nancy, I, did, did you see the dioramas? Yes. Aren't I was going to say, we wrote it twice. Okay. We wrote it around twice. We, re- we wrote and, it like a time and a half, but yeah. Yeah, because we, we did a whole full loop from Main Street around them and, and got off at Tomorrowland on the second trip. So, yes, we... For anybody who doesn't fully realize, they did some work to the the Grand Canyon diorama, and they added background animation. Yeah, it's kind of cool. It's so cool. I love the swarm of pterodactyls. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 That and and the lava. Mm-hmm. The rolling lava. I'm so looking forward to it. Yeah. So, yeah it it just added another depth and dimension to yeah. it. it they, and they, the, they, yeah. It's nothing changed in the front. It's it's the it's they just added projections to kind of expand yeah. the, expand your vision a little bit. Yeah. And just to make it look more I don't know, interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. There it it's a nice freshening. Yes. It's a nice freshening. And what's up with that weird road after you um when you after you go over the trestle bridge, there's like a weird road and there's an Indian up on the horse. A Native American up on a horse. Up this little dirt road that goes up a hill. No idea. Look for it. You have to kind of turn and look back okay. to the right. It may be something but that's more wait, visible. say say that again. Say okay. that again. Okay, so you're coming around the trestle tracks. You pass uh-huh. the little, um, is it? And there's a little gate that looks like a dirt road fox. up. Yeah, there's a dirt, after you come around. A dirt road to nothing, and there's a like horse or something up there. There's an Indian, there's a Native yes, American sitting on a horse. And there's a went, weird dirt road going up into the hill. It yes. adds a weird sense of depth. You're like, oh, yeah, that's cool. It, it kind of goes off into no, you know, goes you off see into it, something interesting. You see it when you go to the new areas that there were the pathways to Star Wars yes. land that aren't open. Well, yeah, and you probably it. see it differently from the, from the Mark Twain or Columbia. You don't, I don't think you can see it from the Mark Twain in Columbia because it's like on the other, like you would see the horse, the you would see the animatronic gentleman on the horse. I, I mean, you, the, like, the horse has always been visible in the tra- or that that animatronic has always been on, you could always see that from the train. So it just, no, it's be, not the same one. Okay. It's not the Indian, it's not the one that waves to you that you go right next to. Okay. This is literally up a hill, a dirt road. And I'm okay. sure it's just an access road to get to some stuff. Nancy but I thought telling it was the truth. Story. I saw it. Okay. Just so you know. All right, cool. Yeah. It's not what you think. I was one. I have a question. Yeah. Uh, there were rumors that they were going to have some little tributes like to um, Mind Train Through Nature's Wonderland. Yes. Scattered yes. along new areas. Okay. 
Yes. Cool. There's like a little sort of a uh, a flat depot station kind of that's not a station with some crates that have some tribute stuff to it. And Tony, um, they do have a uh, tribute to Discovery Bay over nice. in there. Now I got to look care- more carefully. See, <laughs> I, I can only go. The problem is when I go for 20 minutes, I need to have you with me all the time <laughs> and then I'll see these things. So I'm bad with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we get any further, I want to make sure we mention the rest of our, our Diz Unplugged family of podcasts. Of course, the Dreams Unlimited travel show on Mondays, the Orlando show live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific. Best and the Worst of Walt Disney World on Wednesdays, Universal Show on Thursdays, and Diz Pop on Fridays. Plus, every Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific, the Diz Daily Fix. Quick look at the day's Disney news. Um, let's see, what else do we want to talk about? Oh, I know what I want to talk about. Uh, coasting for kids. Um, I am a little disappointed, because as of this point, we have no one signed up at any of the three um, Coasting for Kids events that are coming up in August and September. Uh, I know one of them's during the week, but I don't think the other two are. Um, at this point, if anyone could help me out by signing up and raising money, even if you don't aren't able to attend these events, um, the, the thing is we want these events to continue and to expand. And it doesn't look like they're going over all that well at this point. So, Dizzers, we need you to step up and help save Coasting for Kids. Uh, let me go, let me go through the dates again on this. These, uh, first one is August 16th, which is coming up very soon at Quasi Amusement Park in Middlebury, Connecticut. I think that's the one that's on a weekday. So, if you're back in school, you might not be able to, uh, if your kids are back in school, you might not be able to attend that one. But if you're in the area and want to sign up, that would be awesome and raise money for Give Kids the World. A uh, second one, uh, I don't know that we've mentioned this one before because we've been off for a while. They've added another one. Uh, this one is Bush Gardens Williamsburg. Uh, this, yeah, uh, which is exciting because it's a ch- kind of a chain that maybe could lead to other things if it's successful. Mm-hmm. Uh, September 9th is that one. And then, uh, let's see, September 16th is Frontier City in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Um, again, sign up is free. If you raise over $1,000, then you get admission to the park for the day, plus uh, some exclusive ride time on some of the park's favorite attractions. So um, I will repost this on our Facebook page to uh, remind everybody. But if you could... Help me out. That would be awesome. We, I want to see, I want to see, uh, Cozy for Kids expand and get bigger and bigger again. So help me out, please. Um, I'm going to post because I've, I've signed up for all three events just so that I could get the teams going. So I may post mine. If you don't sign up and just want to donate, uh, you can donate to, um, under my name and go from there. Um, I have a couple other things, but anybody else have housekeeping? Ooh, I do. Go ahead. I have new snackies. Oh, of course. Okay. Okay. So, um, I was running through the candy store. Um, I looking for stuff to nibble on while the children were asleep in the car on the way home last night and came across these things that I'd seen before for like maybe the last month and a half. And they're called snacks with character. So they're, kind of off shelf they're not in all the stores you kind of have to look for them but they are there's chocolate chip cookies lemon burst cookies there's a couple other like those are the big packages there's some smaller packages with oatmeal and another type of cookie there's um really cool um sweet chili tortilla chips and what makes these different is these are like Don't eat they're made by they're made by Wow Baking Company, which is without wheat. So they are gluten-free um, and all natural. Um, the, that means the cookies are soft because made with white, with rice flour and tapioca and things like that. Um, but, oh, my God, these are really good. 
really good. Like the lemon burst cookies are really soft and they're, they're done with all natural lemon oil in them. So they, it's just like a burst. And these, um, these, uh, Sweet chili tortilla chips are actually vegan, gluten-free, no GMO, 100% whole grain. They've got like chia and flax and quinoa and broccoli and daikon radish seed and all wow. that good. Yeah, really, really healthy for you. Um, low, you know, fat stuff and um, lots of omega-3s and like it's crazy that but it's really really good that now for people who have really you know we always talk about people who have dietary concerns and how good disney is about dietary concerns you know these are they're fun and they're tasty cool. i mean i would buy these again they're a little pricey but so is everything that's got you know gluten-free yeah. vegan and organic um, yes, Keith, I was just, I have one of those lemon cookies in my hand and they don't make a lot of noise when you eat them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Any other housekeeping? See? Stop it. Any other housekeeping? I do. Good, Michael. Just just wanted to remind all of our uh, Newsies fans that th you have one more chance to see news Newsies, you know, the, the film version of the Broadway musical on Wednesday, August 9th. So check your local listings and go out and and um, take on the day. They they were showing that on the <laughs> ship on uh -huh. I was on the Wonder, but it was like um, one showing was at, started at 11 p.m. at night, and this Ugh. is like two hour and 15 minutes or something like that. It's uh, very long. Yeah, and then the other <laughs> yes. one was during a during one of the glacier days. It's like no, oh. so anyway, so I didn't That's see it. That's see. Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah. seize the day on go. Wednesday, August 9th. Cool. Um, did anybody see? Did it? Was anybody in California Adventure recently and saw Thor? No, but I saw him last time in uh, whatchamacallit. He's hunky. Where? Um, I saw him in Tomorrowland before they moved him over. Okay. No, 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 no. Recently. I know, but yeah, he's. No. Okay, so I haven't seen him since they moved. Him. Why are you asking us? Because I saw Thor. He's a walk around character. He walks around Hollywood Land, and talks to people, and looks for looks for bad guys, and gives oh, very gives, cool. gives Spider Man Fun. and Captain America a hard time, and takes pictures with people. But he's just like free roaming around Hollywood land in in California. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of cool. That sounds so much fun. Mm -hmm. So, if you need your Thor he fix. carry his hammer with him? I don't remember. Of course he has Moliner with him. Yeah, I'm sure he probably does. Um, other quick mention. Uh, Gone Hollywood. Our, the store in, 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 in Hollywoodland. Has, mm -hmm. has, yeah, the one that's all like Star Wars and stuff. Not no more. What? Uh, it's all kids stuff now. What? Okay, so, so what kind well, of kids stuff? It's like, it's kind of combination between Disney stuff and Marvel stuff. But yeah. Well, it's always kind of had a, a it's no, always but, had a percentage kid stuff yeah, in but, it. No, no, but this is it's, the Star Wars stuff is gone. It's it's all okay. all a mix of kids stuff. Cool. Yeah, so, so it's, it's back. Yeah, back. Well, to, it was originally a children's store. No. So a, did they? Sorry. At the very first, uh, when sure? they opened the park, it was okay. a children's store. Okay. Good. Michael? Trust me, I had kids. I went there okay. all the time. Did they? Did they then move the toys from the Emporium over? There's a still a toy section, or not in the Emporium, but um, in um, Elias no, and no, Sons. No, no, no. But this isn't just toys. This is clothing and and all kinds mm -hmm. of yeah, you know, bubble bubble machines and stuff like that. So, but, but they didn't move good... all of that out of Elias. No, no, no. no. Well, the big the big top toys is still there. Yeah. Okay. So I'm hoping that the that the merchandise is different than what they have right next door. Yeah. Right. That's sort of what I was. Yeah. Sort of well, I mean, it's a different land, but yeah. Well, I can see that being a Marvel focus area, <laughs> since that's what they're going to eventually yeah, no, convert yeah. most well, of but, but maybe uh, the 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 store, the little newsstand by the the old Muppets Theater is is Marvel. So they got the they have mm -hmm. Marvel over there. So. Yeah, it's not the same. Yeah, no. Any other housekeeping? <laughs> Um, one last thing, uh, Halloween party tickets are on sale. We, we talked about that before, uh, but they're on sale not only for, um, Disneyland, but 
Knott's Berry Farm tickets are on sale. Uh, or, you know, the Knott's Scary Farm tickets are on sale. Um, Universal Studios Hollywood tickets are on sale. If you go to our Hollywood Halloween, Horror Night. Yep. If you go to our Halloween page, I have the, all the dates there so you can see, see if you can maybe hit all three in a, in a week or something like that and scare yourself to. Yeah, My recommendation yourself, yeah. would be if you really want to go on a certain day at Dis- at the Disneyland Park uh, uh, for the Halloween make his Halloween party, get your tickets now because they do sell out. One day, and we always see what, people yeah. coming up and saying, you know, oh, I yeah. couldn't get my tickets, yeah. and I saw one day it's already sold out. October thirteenth, it's already sold out. So, wow. Which is a random. I'm glad date, we're but... going at the beginning of the yeah. of the. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to it and and seeing what they're going to do with California Adventure, all the changes they're going to add to it. Mm-hmm. All right. Any other housekeeping? All right. Time for the news, Tony. All right. So we're going to expand the convention center, not us by ourselves, but it's on track. I got my shovel. And it's all right. And it's 190 million dollars. Oh, so we're going to be paid. Uh, that will add more than 200,000 square feet of meeting space. It's on schedule and is already booked for several big shows a month after it opens, including the American Heart Association convention in November. So that means it's going to open very soon. The convention center hosts about 190 conventions each year and attracts more than 1 million guests. It's already the largest center on the West Coast and it has had six expansions. This is the seventh. It seems interesting that they just keep making it bigger and bigger. Like they should just do one huge one and be done with it. Um, the latest 450,000 square foot expansion features additional exhibit halls, meeting spaces, a balcony, and a lobby area. The new wing, dubbed ACC North, <laughs> boasts 25 foot tall ceilings and two rooms, one on each level with 100,000 square feet of space with no fixed walls so space can be divided in any way the exhibitor wishes. At night, attendees will be able to watch Disneyland's nightly fireworks show from a 10,000-square-foot balcony overlooking Catella Avenue in the Disneyland Resort. That that's, I didn't know that. Or maybe I did, and I read it, like, years ago, but now yeah, right. I'm, I'm yeah. excited about it again. The extra wing not only adds parking and meeting space, but walking distance inside. A spokesman estimates that it's nearly a half-mile trek from one end of the convention center to the new wow. wing. Wow. Planners had considered including a moving walkway, but scrapped the idea. The senior vice president of sales at Visit Anaheim, Junior Tuva, said the additional meeting space is crucial to meet the ever-growing and changing demands of exhibitors. And he said, since the recession, exhibitors have become more creative in how they present and display their exhibits as a way to justify why industry people or the public should pay money to attend conventions. My own little, uh, my own little piece is the Disneyland fireworks makes it. Something that not a lot, no other convention center can have, so I think that's right. pretty exciting. Uh, the expansion not only gives us more space, but diversity in terms of product that we that will keep them here. So there we go. So I'm guessing October should be soon. Yeah, yeah. I haven't so good. I haven't walked by there recently to see how it how it looks. I I didn't. I drove by today actually, and okay. it looks like it's. I mean, it's. Interesting, because you know how they had the wave thing going? Mm-hmm. What I see on, and you know how I'm with directions, on Catella, it looks very rectangular. Okay. So, and it, like the, I, I can't describe, I'm not an architect, so I can't describe it, but it seems to look more rectangular, but it's it's coming together. Like, you can see that it's, when I drove by, even before I knew this was going to be the news story, I went, oh, wow, they're, they're finishing that up. So, very cool. anyways. And... Changes are coming to downtown Disney. Build-A-Bear Workshop, Chapel Hats, and Ride Makers will soon close in downtown Disney. They're still open as of today. Uh, the three neighboring shops are closing to make room for, question mark, more dining facilities <laughs> in the area, according to a Disneyland Resort spokesperson. The shops are popular and not being closed due to perfor- poor performance issues, officials said. Chapel Hats, a shop in downtown Disney, will be closing by the end of September. The shop opened in 2016, and it used to be Little Mismatched. The shop will be replaced by additional dining facilities. What they are, we don't know. Chapel Hats will be closing by the... That's the same thing. Uh, A Disney official said there's currently no space to relocate the shops. But if a situation arose showing where they could be put, it would be evaluated. Build-A-Bear is closing as well. And it doesn't say anything else about where these things are going. So it's interesting that the because I, I looked at the building this weekend, 
Uh, Wetzel's Pretzels is also in the same building, so I wonder why that survived the cut. Because it's a small one-story side section. Okay. I mean, think about it. The way that building is, everything else is a two-story unit. Yeah. And it can be gutted, and bi-level restaurants can be installed. Mm Mm-hmm. So anybody have any... Any guesses as what's going? I hope Deluxe Burger from Walt Disney World down at Disney Springs comes uh, in. But if I, it's, if it's going to be dining, it's got to be sushi. something bigger than that. Yeah, it's got to be. I know they don't like cheap. That's why I'm surprised they're actually keeping Wetzel's Pretzels because it's cheap. Right. Like they could shove, yeah. they could close it and put something more expensive in there. But they got to have something there that people can just grab besides no, churros. I, I know. I remember the very first night of downtown disney the very it was raining it was just, i don't remember what the but it was raining and literally it was a lot of locals and the line out wetzel of wetzel's pretzels was like out the door because it was the only yeah. place it was affordable yeah and all these people wanted to go and hang and then realized oh this is the only thing under 20 bucks right so but they've kept that up but no they had a jump with the, with the jama juice and starbucks mm-hmm. so i'm curious Earl, to see Earl what they that. yeah but i mean so. they're 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 trying out lots and lots of concepts at Disney Springs in Florida, so we may yeah. see one of those. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Well, that's the news. Thank you. Uh, I think we will start with Nancy because, oh, maybe she has some... Yeah, that, mine that might my... tie right, right yes. into that. And my lovely rapid fire because... She wasn't ready. <laughs> Well, I you never put me first. I, but but no, just, I'm ready here. It just worked okay. this time. You're Hang first on, I'm trying to get Nancy. it to scroll. Okay, there we go. Mine is a little tidbit that came out of Variety Magazine this week. about Or, or, or the Diz. Go ahead. Or the Diz. Well, yes. Yes, the Diz was quick to report it because they have the scoop. Um, and you should always get your news from the Diz. Subscribe. Nice, nice save. Go ahead. Okay, anyway, um, (laughs) so, and actually the reason I heard about this is because my girlfriend is married to a former Disney Infinity programmer, and she shared it with me because she was so excited she finally got to talk about what her husband's been working on, and it is Star Wars Secrets of the Empire Virtual Reality experience and this is a multiplayer virtual reality experience so a company called a virtual reality company called the void is teaming up with lucasfilm and ilmx lab to bring um the star wars multi-themed virtual experience to disneyland and to disney world in disney springs um now it's going to go into our g downtown disney district Hmm. Huh. Wonder where there's space. Well, gosh, it sounds like that's something they could very well be putting in a big two-story building. <laughs> At least until they can find other tenants. But will they have dining there too? <laughs> yeah, you Who knows? Some blue milk, or yeah. But oh. they could, you know, they could open up any quadrant of that, uh, any one of those buildings, while they're rehabbing other sections. So that's my guess. Anyway, um, let's learn about this. So, um, The Void, if you've ever been to one of those Ghostbusters VR experiences, um, there's one in Madame Tussauds in in New York Times. There's one in Toronto. Um, So what they're going to do is it's going to let participants repair a Millennium Falcon and defend it against approaching stormtroopers. So it's released for... um, So, okay, that's the first thing they've done. So now... Yeah, that's... Boy, this article's not really very good, is it? Try the one on the... So maybe... Yeah, Yeah, the one on the days was amazing. That if you could give a Pulitzer to someone who writes on the Diz, I think that's the one. I think that article. See here, I wasn't because I thought, oh, my original article was great. So hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm getting there. I'm getting to the Diz. Anyway, do 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 do. Anyway, so it's going to be a multiplayer experience. Obviously, you're going to be working together. Has anybody tried the one at at 
Knott's Berry Farm yet. We maybe need to go try that just so we can have a an idea as to what this is going to be like. Well, if it's anything like the ones that they used to have in Disney Quest where you work together to accomplish mm-hmm. um, the task, those yeah. are so much fun. Yeah. They had, a, they had um, what, three of them, I think? Uh, too, bad they couldn't put it at, too bad they couldn't put it at Disney Quest. <laughs> I'm, st- I'm, st- I'm still sad that there's no Disney Quest West. Right. Westcott. But, um, yeah. All right. Oh, my God. That's all right. Okay. Don't, don't worry about it, Nancy. I think anyway, we, we know enough. Yeah, they're, the, they're not really uh, they're not really saying and, a whole lot and more. It's going to be out by the end of the year, right? Yeah, it's going to be out actually by the fall. I think they said. Okay, cool. So before gonna, the fall. So. Well, if it's virtual reality, they didn't have to do much with the building. So. Yeah, I know. The only thing they have to do is maybe put a couple props in mm-hmm. and a few costumes yeah. in, in you know behind glass and yeah. and set you up. Very cool. All right. Thank you, ma'am. Um, okay. I will I will go next. Uh, permits have been filed with the city of Anaheim that show a large refurbishment is coming to Rival- Riverbell Terrace uh, with changes in both the dining area and the kitchen, including new interior walls, new plumbing, and three new light poles. Uh, the restaurant's scheduled to be closed September 5th to November 17th. Uh, so September, yeah, so like two and a half months. Um, while Riverbell Terrace is closed, uh, Phantasmic Dining will not be there either because, um, yeah, they're just getting the way. Um, so Cafe Orleans is taking over. Um, and so there will be, uh, Phantasmic Dining at Cafe Orleans. They won't have the viewing option that Riverbell Terrace did. So it'll just be eat there and then go to, the reserved viewing area on uh, um, the normal reserved viewing area price is forty five for adults and twenty five for kids, um, and it's the same the same dates basically that Riverbell is going to be closed. Uh, reservations aren't open for those yet. August fifteenth is the date uh, that those reservations will be open. Uh, there is no change to the. There's still the package at Blue Bayou Restaurant and the Hungry Bear Take and Go or whatever it's called, uh, package. So those are still available. Uh, something you should be doing is uh, checking the refurbishment list on the Diz every week or so, because you never know what's going to show up there. Um, Space Mountain, which normally is only down for a couple days to make its change from regular to Halloween, is going to be down for like three weeks this time around to make to get wow. its gets Ghost Galaxy makeover. It's going to be down August twenty first to September fourteenth. Um, Haunted Mansion to become Haunted Mansion Holiday goes down August twenty eighth, and also reopens September fifteenth, which is the first day of Halloween. Little Red Wagon's going to be closed down for a couple weeks, so the corn dogs you have to get your corn dogs at uh, Stage Door Cafe. That's going to be down uh, August twenty first to the eighth of September. Uh, also, Monsters, Inc.'s going to be down for a couple weeks in September. And this one's interesting because we haven't heard any rumors about this. I'm going to have to do some research this week. Uh, remember that whole thing about, oh, Pixar Pier? Yeah. Yes. Goofy Sky School is down from October, I'm sorry, from August 21st to December 20th. Whoa. Yeah. So, Four months. So there hasn't been, well, we're going to have to do some digging on that because that's, that's a long refurb. Um, so the kind of maybe indicates where Pixar Pier is going to start. I don't know. So we'll, so maybe Tony will get his wish after all that right? something else will be done with Goofy Sky yeah, School. Yeah, well, Tom and I, I remember we wrote it. And then this time, yeah, I just, I don't care. I just want them to go full force with it. Not, yeah, yeah. okay, we repainted it now with, with Mike Wazowski. Mm-hmm. And then at the very end, Mike and Sully say, see you later. Like that was our <laughs> issue with the goofy rebrand yeah. was that it wasn't, yeah. there wasn't much to it. Yeah. So we'll see, we'll see how that plays out. All right. Uh, Michael. Well, it's a new month at the Walt Disney family museum and they have lots of stuff going on. Uh, they have a couple of art exhibits. Uh, Awaking Beauty, the art of Ivan Earl. This is 
on view until May 18th, 2017. Well, it started then, and it goes until January 8th, 2018. And this showcases the life and work of Ivan Earl. He's best known as the lead stylist for Walt Disney's Sleeping Beauty. And he also did the concept art that shaped many Disney films, such as Lady and the Tramp and Peter Pan. I saw this a couple weeks ago. It is a magnificent exhibition. I enjoyed his non-Disney work more than than the disney work that he did so uh, it's it, this is definitely worth seeing worth traveling to northern california to visit the museum to see this exhibition it also does have some different um uh, different um, items in it than the one that was at forest lawn um, last year and then continuing is Deja Vu, The Art of Andreas Deja. That continues to October 9th. They have, a, they have several films playing at the Walt Disney Family Museum. One is a bit surprising. They're playing The Lion King. They've been uh, restricted to only um, playing films during Walt's time. So I think this is in conjunction with the Andreas Deja um, exhibition. Um, Bambi is also playing. Mm-hmm. And then they have a special... A one-hour film. It's Ivan Earl, My Life and Painting a Painting. And these are two biographical films that they're showing showcasing artist Ivan Earl. And he talks about his childhood, family, and career, including his work at the Walt Disney um, Family Museum or Walt Disney Studios. So it's definitely, you know, worth seeing. And this is a free, um, free little documentary to see. So um, talks that they have on um, Saturday, August 19th at 1 p.m., Ivan Earl's influence on, and then they say this in French, so I'm just going to say the Disneyland Paris Sleeping Beauty Castle because I there's no way I'm going to pronounce this properly <laughs> oh, <come> in French. <laughs> so anyway, as I mentioned earlier, of course, he's best known in Disney community for his work on Sleeping Beauty, especially his um, background art. Um, for that film that was all done by him and it's continued to influence artists for decorations and uh, it influenced Tony Baxter when he was designing Disneyland Paris and its castle and you know the the geometric trees you know that encircle it those all are those are all inspired by Ivan Earl's work so Imagineers Tony Baxter and Tom Morris are celebrating the 25th anniversary of Disneyland Paris. And so you can hear uh, they're going to talk about how the work of Ivan Earl inspired the look of the Disneyland Paris Sleeping Beauty Castle and its surroundings. So that will be fantastic. Uh, they There's a new studio series um, that's running. It's called Perception. It it begins uh, in Saturday, August 19th, and it's going to run through Saturday, November 18th. And it's an in-depth exploration in art design and animation. And it it's, has a whole focus on um, perception. And, and you're going to learn all about how um, that plays a vital role, role in animation and design. And so if you want more information on any of these activities going on, uh, just check out the um, Walt Disney Family Museum website, waltdisney.org, for information on tickets and and times and everything else um do note that if you're planning if you if you're interested in seeing any of the films the theater is closed for refurbishment the last couple of weeks in um august and that's it very cool i heard there was a, a interesting presentation this weekend at the museum there was it was probably one of their best ever <laughs> <laughs> i heard that it had a very personal touch to it and it, people were enthralled it did i um back on podcast cruise 3.0 i met a young man named eric who as it turns out is he works for he's a volunteer at san francisco city guides and he coordinates their um continuing education program for their 300 guides and if you if you're not familiar with them they uh, are the folks and and i've taken city guide walks in practically every city i've ever traveled to where they they do walking tours of you know historic areas of cities and they give you know personal historic narration and san francisco um 
city guides they have a, a, a huge program because that city's so rich in history and um, eric is also a member of the walt disney family museum and so annie listens to the disneyland show and connecting with walt so oh, several months ago he asked if i would give a talk for the san francisco city guides as for their so they can get credit for their continuing education and we talked about it and we decided on um and this is more Eric's idea about maybe Walt Disney's connections to San Francisco and Northern California. And so I did a lot of research and digging and thought, you know, this could be a full presentation. There was a lot. So the presentation was titled Go North, Young Mouse, Walt Disney's Adventures <laughs> in Northern California. And I uh, it, initially it was going to be at another um historic building in the city off Union Square, but I contacted the museum to inquire about some photographs that I knew they had in their collection. And they heard about this and they arranged for the presentation to be given in their theater at the museum. So, and that was yesterday at one o'clock. So it was a private, uh, you know, it was a private presentation just for the city guides and then some uh, family and friends. And yeah, so it was, uh, it was really great. And the minute I walk in to the museum, of course, there's, there's dissers from Rochester, New York, who are very excited that they happen to be at the museum. And they're very excited uh, that, that I happen to be there as well. And it, it, was great. It, it, I was really wonderfully received. The The city guides were so gracious. Uh, the museum was very enthusiastic and supportive um, all along the way of the talk. But, you know, uh, you know, I've been going there almost eight years, but I've been sitting in the audience and it really didn't hit me until, I don't know, Friday night, Saturday morning that I was going to be on the other side of that podium. And to be to, and and to be standing in the building that is a tribute to the life of Walt Disney talking about Walt it it, it just seemed like such a, a huge responsibility and it was just so humbling to to be able to do that i mean it was it was very special and uh and and quite an honor so hopefully it won't be the last time and um yeah but that's that's what i did and i posted a photo up on um social media and there's a few others too but um but yeah so that's so that's what i did and cool. and craig and craig designed the title slide so that oh, was nice. all craig go north young mouse and then he he also then designed a little um logo that i could put on every slide um page a little transparency so so kudos to my co-host and producer craig williams for helping me with that because the 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 font that he got was based on i think the font used in the disney film follow me boys so mm. uh, so how he got that i don't know and then the background is dis green so <laughs> so it worked out really well <laughs> nice so yeah, uh, excellent. Thank you, Michael. You're uh, welcome, Mary Jo. Well, we have I have some soft info, um, <laughs> and <laughs> and we were talking about the Disneyland Railroad earlier today and how much fun that um, it's been going on it. And one of the things that a lot of people like to do, um, those that know about it, they like to ride the Lily Bell. And so what we hear is that the um, there's going to be the Grand Circle Tour. That's going to showcase Walt Disney's love for trains and people guests will be allowed to um, board Disneyland's VIP, the Lily Bell. My understanding is that the ride is going to be, uh, it's not going to be one ride around the Disneyland park. I don't think because it's supposed to last more than 20 minutes, but it, the tour itself is going to be $85 per person. Discounts do apply. And those discounts of course are the annual pass holder discount DVC or the Disney visa. I'm not sure about AAA, but those other three for sure. Yeah, I don't think the AAA applies anymore to anything. The okay. AAA is kind of like stepped away from Disney. Or Disney has stepped away from AAA. Yes. <laughs> but um, that they we hear that there's going to be a beverage included and an exclusively themed donut uh, that you can enjoy. They'll probably have somebody sweeping up donut crumbs as you as you eat and over there. But um, I called. 
the tours and ticket people at Disneyland today. And she said that she's been getting a lot of requests for this. They have not heard anything themselves. So they, ha and she, she and I've, I've experienced this too. They're, she said they're usually the last ones to find out when something's going right. on. Yeah. So um, I, I just say, keep, keep your eye out for this autumn for, for the blog to come out and say that something's going to be happening. Wonder if you'll get to go backstage to the, to the, Roundhouse. Square, that would be cool. Square, square house, whatever it is. That'd be nice. Well, that would make sense for that price. Yeah. And and I heard that it was gonna like an hour. You know, I heard that it's gonna be more than just the right, the ride right. around. So, yeah. Yeah. So that some background information would be really cool. Mm -hmm. Then it would be a grand circle tour. Yes. Very cool. All right. Thank you, Mary Jo. Uh, Tony. Okay, sorry, the chat room distracted me. <laughs> so, don't, blame, don't blame the Mixlers. See what he's doing to you now guys? Now start talking yeah. really slow, Tony, so you can yeah. get up. Try to do both. Okay, so now that we know that Main Street Electrical Parade will be ending soon, Disneyland Park has come up with some special offers for annual pass holders. Because they hate those annual pass holders. Yeah, okay, so I have to say, I was in... Near you, Tom, and you're not there. I finally got to work near Fresno in Orosi. Okay. Anyway, small town, the middle of like farm areas of Visalia. And like two of the four teachers had just gone to Disney. And they're like, oh, we're pass holders. And I was like, everybody in California is a pass holder, <laughs> yes. even if they're six hours or eight. Yep. Like it's just yep. doesn't matter. And they'll have some level of pass. Mm -hmm. And they were talking about how it wasn't that crowded. Because I guess things were blocked out or whatever. But anyways, uh, deluxe or Southern California annual pass holders who have blockout dates between now and when the parade ends, it's run on August 20th, can purchase special one-day, one-park blockout date tickets for $79. That's a special offer, really? Okay, anyways. They, they, they eliminated blockout tickets. You used to be able to buy them when your pass was, was not mm -hmm. valid, but they eliminated those. Right. So, it is so now you can buy them. Okay. So we take it away, and now, anyway, okay, special is in the eye of the beholder. <laughs> yes. Uh, all pass holders can benefit from some special discounts starting, uh, continuing through August 20th. Receive an additional 10% discount. We Oh, on pass, I was like, wait, I bought a hat today. I didn't get an extra 10. Of the regular pass holder discount on Main Street Electrical Parade t-shirts, ears, and other merchandise at Disneyana and Town Square. Receive an additional 10% discount on top of the regular pass holder discount on the Aladdin's Oasis dining package with parade viewing. And you can buy two Main Street Electrical Parade-themed treats for the price of one at the Jolly Holiday Bakery Cafe and Market House on Main Street, USA. So that's what you get. That's what I forgot to do is to go look at the Disneyana shop to see if I wanted any t-shirts for 30% off. Yeah. Darn. Okay. That's it? Yes, that's okay, it. Okay, that's it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what's the likelihood that they're going to extend it through after August 20th? What's the over-under? Oh, yeah, I think it's going to be... Where else... What are they going to do with it? Sell the... Sell the... Sell the, like, the bulbs again? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't understand what's the... Explain... And I know I should listen to our show, etc. But what's the reason? They're... Ending it. Uh, who knows? Yeah, who knows? Do they need a reason? So then, I, I, yeah, I just don't believe. I don't see why they would do it when everybody loves it. Mm -hmm. I know it costs money. Oh, so now we're worried about their <laughs> the bottom. Now they're so now who you're the knows? You're, you're they've you're got the a grumpy dad of Disneyland and worried about everybody turning off the lights. Like, come on. It's Disney. They're well, they're they charging seventy nine dollars to pass holders to go see the darn parade. Like that's they're getting their money. Anyways, anyway, it well, would be nice if they had two nighttime parades, mm -hmm. so to yeah. take the heat off each park, maybe even the guest flow a bit. Right, right. Because if if Paint the Night just moves to to California Adventure and they don't have something at Disneyland. Other than, well, they have, okay, so they'll have Fantasmic and Fireworks at Disneyland, and California Adventure will have Paint the Night and World of Color. 
I guess that's kind of balanced, but I don't know. I I I can see why they might get rid of the nighttime parade, but just because the logistics of of Phantasmic are hard enough, but then trying to work in a a, a parade on Main Street at the same time. It's got to be crazy. Not that they no, aren't they doing they not, they not they, do, they not that they it? not that they haven't done that for thirty years, but still, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so we will see what happens after that. All right, anything else we need to talk about? Actually, I thought we were going to go for a lot, go on forever, but it's only fifty something well, minutes. If we have time, go ahead, I went last night and I saw Pageant of the Masters oh, in Laguna yeah. Beach. Nice. We've yeah, talked about so that several times. We have, and and there was a. I think I did a, a day six segment about the Sawdust Festival a couple mm-hmm. of years ago, where, yeah. and I had never done the Pageant of the Masters, so um, went yesterday with um, my kids and Yasmin, and actually some diva friends were there too, just by coincidence. And I have a picture of them um, through my binoculars. We could barely get them, but we were up in the nosebleed <laughs> section, and. It was a very cool experience. It was, if, and for those of you who don't know what it is, um, in Laguna, Laguna Beach is a very artsy community, has a very artsy community there. And they have an amphitheater. And what they do is they do um, a show and they say 90 minutes. It started at 830 and we got out at 11 p.m. And what they do is they do different portrait, famous paintings, and people go in there and, and uh, portray the paintings. So... It's hard to tell the real people from, in some of the cases, we couldn't tell the real people from the painting, the painted people in the, in the artwork. It was really, really cool. And the theme this year was the Grand Tour. So it, was, uh, it starts off with a young man telling his father he's going to go off and travel and he goes to Italy and France and they show those, those paintings. And then they featured this um, young lady who was Horatio Nelson. Admiral Horatio Nelson, she was, um, I guess, uh, she was married to somebody else, and but she was lovers with him. So it was about her, and she apparently did a lot of, there were a lot of paintings where she was the subject. And so they depicted some of those. And, it, and then they had statues. It's So here, let me tell you. You know that you have uh, the orchestra seating, then you have the, the loge, then the mezzanine and balcony, right? So this is amphitheater. If you sit up close to the stage so that you can see the people you're going to miss the stuff that's happening halfway halfway down so on the sides they also have people who are depicting statues um real statues it was so well done they brought it to america and they had buffalo bill and annie oakley and they had some live action as well as the painting portraits they had an opera singer for the grand tour and um there's just a lot that goes on to it than merely people standing completely still for a portrait. So if it's something that people can go to, they usually start in June, goes through uh, the beginning of September, go ahead and make a reservation. I got the least expensive seats because we didn't know what to expect. But um, if I do go with the diva gals uh, next year, we'll probably sit in, in loge center center are the best seats. <laughs> Very cool. And you pay for mm-hmm. Uh Let me talk a little bit about my cruise. I don't want to do a full review because this is the Disneyland edition. But if if there... I, I, I just look. There's still availability. It's a bit pricey. But if you have the means to do... And Kyle in, in the chat room will back me up on this. If you have the means to do the nine-night Disney Cruise Line uh, cruise to Alaska, oh, by all means, do it. Um, you know, I think we've all done seven night cruises, which are awesome, but those two extra nights make the, first of all, the two extra nights make the cruise seem like it's going on forever. Um, and the two extra stops that they add, one of them, or the two extra destinations, one of them is the Hubbard Glacier, which is just incredible. Um, some of us have seen Tracy Arm, which is the, the North Sawyer Glacier. Uh, Hubbard is way, way, way bigger. Um, it, it is, uh, still advancing, 
whereas some of the other glaciers are are retreating this this glacier is 75 miles long and so the 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 source of it is at a point where it like snows every day every day of the year um so it is still advancing we it and it put on a show for us um oh it, so you saw some calving yes it was incredible um and we were there quite a long time um and we were really really smart and timed it correctly actually i just took a chance and we had a, a um Apollo brunch reservation for like 11:30 and so we sat down at Apollo just so the ship was turning and so we had the the glacier right behind us out at the back window as we we're enjoying um plate after plate of food at the at Apollo brunch um yeah, it, it's an incredible, incredible place. To, to that just that that part in alone alone is is awesome. Um, I see Straight Point is the other place they went to. They went twice this year, and they'll do, I think they'll do twice next year. Um, it is is a a man made almost man made port. There's nothing if if there's not a ship in port, nothing's open. Uh, so that one is all about the excursions. But some of the excursions are incredible, including the world's largest zip rider. So it's like it's like a zip line, except you're sitting in a in a in a, like a canvas chair, and it starts at the basically the top of the mountain, thirteen hundred uh, feet up in the air, and goes all the way down to sea level in ninety seconds. Uh, oh my god! Reaching speeds up to sixty miles an hour, it says. Uh, and uh, Kyle saying they had, they had a great whale watching trip. There's other things there too. The the shopping's not a lot. It's kind of you're kind of um, at at the mercy of of the port because it's like I said, it's just it's the 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 Indian India the the native uh, the the indigenous people of, of Huna Alaska have created this port to bring in money. So they you know they they the Oh, Ziprider isn't longest anymore? Okay, but it's still very cool. Uh, the Ziprider, there's, there's six stations. So six people are, are sliding down at the same time. So if, if you've, if you've seen the video, I, I think I posted a little bit of it. My wife and my son and I got to go at the same time. Um, so they, they add those two ports along with Skagway, Ketchikan, and Juno. So you got, uh, four ports, two glacier days, two sea days. Extra entertainment, um, and extra menus because you've got two extra nights of, of food. Uh, it's just, it's just an awesome opportunity. Um, again, I think I've talked about this before. I don't, maybe I didn't. Uh, they brought on Susan Egan, who's, uh, brought, um, originated the role of Belle on Broadway in Beauty and the Beast. Uh, she's also the voice of Megara from Hercules. So she put on Two different shows. She did a, a, like a cabaret show of non-Disney music for the adults, and then she did the the full show in in the Walt Disney Theater for for the whole family. Um, and then she did a Q and A later on where she just answered questions from folks and took pictures and signed autographs. Um, so, but it was incredible, and you know, you get to get to know your wait staff and your and your your servers and your and your room steward over the nine nights. Uh, met lots of fun people. Um, there was, okay, so there was a lady, I don't know if she was on, if, if I, yeah, if she was on the fish extender groups or anything, but I kept running into her in the ship and she'd say hello and, you know, and, you know, how was your day? Blah, 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 blah. Anyway, so, and we are at Flo's V8 Cafe for dinner yesterday. And guess who's in front of me in line at Flo's V8 Cafe? This lady that was on the cruise, she turns around and sees me. She's like, oh my God, you? So. It's just, yeah, it's, it, it, it's fun. You know, you meet lots of, lots of people. You see the same people. I'm so, um, and then, you know, it was Christy and Wes and I, and then some of our friends. So there were seven of us. And the second night of the cruise, I'm, uh, coming out of the, the, this is, this is just random coming out of the, the Walt Disney theater. And I run into a gentleman. That was a weatherman on a Fresno TV station for 40 years, just retired a few years ago. Um, so I, you know, I see this guy and I'm like, okay, I know you. <laughs> you don't know me, but I After know you. After seeing him for so many, yeah, yeah, yeah. so many years, right? So I introduced myself and, you know, 
and just we I went on our way and then I, I tell Christy and, and our friends about it. He's she's like, Where's he at? Where's he at? I want to meet him too. So finally so the next night he comes up to me and says, Hey Tom, how's it going? I'm good, good. I'm like, Can I get a <laughs> can I get a picture with you? So I do a selfie and so then we sit down in the theater to watch the show and I I go I tell Christy, yeah, so I just got a selfie with Angelo. <laughs> She's got, where's he at? So then she, she, she was like stalking him the, before the show. So finally he, she sees him in the audience and so she goes over and talks to him. So from then on, we were like, we would, we would say hello to them and we, we, we told them about the, the Susan Egan concert at, at the, in the adult area. So they came and sat with us for the concert. And then we're going uh, at Juno. We did the, um, it was a five glacier uh seaplane adventure. So we flew over the glaciers. We get on the bus to that and in what in he walks, in walks the weatherman and his wife. And so we ended up arranging it so they we were all on the same airplane. So so we had, you know, picture outside the plane with with our all of all of our friends and our new friends from Channel 30 Action News. So anyway, okay, we've gone on long enough. Uh <laughs> For those of you listening live, uh, thank you everybody for, for pitching in today. Uh, for those of you listening live, stick around. We're going to go to the zoo. That's going to do it for this segment of the Diz Unplugged. Be sure to catch all of our other Diz Unplugged podcasts this week. And of course, we will be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening. <laughs> 